Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's being able to um, take the foot off the gas a bit and not work such long hours is probably a really big part of it. So you can spend more of your time doing the things that you really enjoy in life. And, you know, that, that's different for everybody. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. In this episode, we talk with Daryl Sims, who in spite of his original ambitions to become a farmer, manifested a love for investing into property at only 22 years of age. Now, with over 25 years of experience in property investment, Sims shares the story of his first property, his struggles with insurance and how he developed his successful advisory business. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. My name is Daryl Sims, property investment specialist and founder of Latte Property. Our primary focus is helping individuals get started in property investment through coaching and guidance on how to identify and buy quality properties. In addition to our coaching services, we also offer access to off-market and pre-release properties from a from a network of over 150 property developers um, with off-the-plan properties, newly completed townhouses, apartments, luxury homes and some house and land packages. Each and every day, Sims is kept busy with his clients' inquiries and investment plans. My given day, um, they vary considerably. Um, yeah, generally, um, uh, lots of follow-up with existing clients, um, crunching numbers, assessing, you know, creating short lists of properties for clients to consider, uh, crunching the numbers for them and presenting those. Before he realised his potential in property investment, Sims was an ordinary country student striving to take over his family farm. So I grew up on a wheat and sheep farm near Tumby Bay, which is a small coastal town on Air Peninsula in South Australia and completed most of my schooling at Tumby Bay with the final two years at um, Cleve Agricultural College. Oh, great. And when you said um, you completed school at, uh, what was the name of the school again, sorry? Um, Cleve Agricultural College. So I did a certificate in agriculture. My life ambition at that point in time was to take over the family farm. However, due to ongoing droughts, Sims had to look at a different career path and eventually found work building power lines in South Australia's outback. 
This job was certainly not easy, testing Sim's ability to both improvise and problem solve. When I finished ag college, we were in the middle of a three-year drought, which meant it was extremely difficult to find employment. Um, and I, there, was, there wasn't an opportunity for me to go home on the family farm at that point. So um, fortunately, I had a diverse range of skills because I grew up on the land. And that led to one of my early jobs was building power lines in the Moomba gas fields in South Australia in the outback, which involved operating bulldozers, drilling rigs, cranes and all sorts of other heavy machinery. Um, most of the equipment was pretty much antique, um, which broke down a lot, which provided all sorts of challenges due to the re remote location in the desert. And we didn't have spare parts or a well-equipped workshop. So it needed plenty of improvisation. And I, I think I'll just share one um, example that springs to mind. We were driving across um, on the drilling rig across the sand hill late afternoon. It was would have been up in the 40, 40 degrees. When the fuel pump started squirting diesel all over the engine manifold, the exhaust manifold, and looking like it was going to catch on fire. Oh, no. By the amount of enormous amount of smoke that was coming off it. So back in those days, without the luxury of a two-way radio, sat phone, or a backup vehicle, it was looking like we were going to be spending a freezing cold night without food or bedding on the side of a sand hill. So we managed to use a pocket knife and improvise a new fuel pump gasket out of a wheat fix packet. Sims wasn't afraid to jump around other odd jobs as well. A little bit of creativity, can-do attitude and a strong work ethic were noticed by several prospective employers on that trip, which led to uh, quite a few job offers, um, the first of which was driving semi-trailers and road trains, um, followed by working for one of the largest broadacre farms on Air Peninsula and then managing a farm machinery outlet and the service department of a Holden dealership. So it was soon after that that um, I moved to Melbourne and held a quite a diverse range of professional roles before starting my own mortgage broking business back in 2003. What what was the real big catalyst to actually jump into mortgage broking? Because that is a, a slightly different thing from working at Holden, for example. Yeah, I had various sales roles after uh, I moved to, to Melbourne, um, after the Holden dealership back in South Australia, um, sales customer service roles and I've always enjoyed helping people and it just for some reason, um, it appealed to me. Uh, at the time, I was, you know, I was, Aussie was uh, was pretty big, and I didn't end up with Aussie, but um, I certainly certainly could uh, relate to what they were doing. And yeah, so I just jumped into it, boots and all. Um, did lots of training, and uh, you know, had a couple of good mentors to coach me. That's great. And away we went. Building on from his mortgage broker experience, Sims eventually started his own business with the goal of helping others along their own property investment journey. Within the broking, um, yeah, within the first three years, it became very apparent that I had quite a uh, talent in helping investors and um, that's what's led me into 
this business that I'm that I'm now in, um, where I, I don't write loans anymore. I haven't written a loan for probably over five years. So, um, yeah, the primary focus now is helping people invest in property and do it well. Sim's initial interest for property investment sparked when he realised he didn't want to keep living in a rented property. I guess aside from not wanting to work as long as as my father, um, he, he worked some pretty ridiculous hours on the land, but um, my real interest came about the year after my 21st birthday when I was handing over my second week's rent in cash to um, my new landlord and I had that sudden light bulb moment that this is a total waste of my money and I need to start buying my own property. At the age of 22, Sims attempted to buy his first property. Despite initially being met with a line of rejections from the banks, Sims didn't give up on his ambition and took on three jobs to reach the required savings amount. When I attempted to buy my first property at the age of 22, um, wasn't the most uh, enjoyable task in that I went into the bank confident as anything. Um, I had a good job and good income uh, and the bank said no much to my disappointment as I'd used up most of my savings paying cash for a new car the week before um, because it had been a sudden decision to buy property. I hadn't actually been planning for it and saving for it. I was just saving because that's what you do and um, bought a new car, paid cash for it, so I didn't have much left in the bank. So I couldn't understand that... um, at the time, I certainly get it now, but back then I couldn't understand why if I'd taken out a loan to buy the car the week before, they would have given me a loan to buy the house. What? So, how, um, how, is that, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all about, um, you know, proof of genuine savings, putting it away in the bank and not spending it and being disciplined and, and all of that. But it, to me, um, it seemed a bit crazy, but anyway, the upshot of that was um, uh, I do not like being told I can't do something. It's uh, one of my traits and not to be beaten, I worked three jobs and 18-hour days for the following six weeks to generate sufficient savings to satisfy the bank's 20% cash deposit ruling at, at the time. The hard work proved worthy when he successfully bought the property with the help of a good residential property agent. I was extremely nervous and I had a, um, a good agent at the time. He was actually a stock and station agent that just did a little bit of residential properties in the rural area as well and uh, he knew uh, the challenges I was facing. He knew my background. He knew I was a hard worker and I don't know that I told him I was working three jobs. Everyone thought I was working two. Nobody, <laughs> fortunately, um, or maybe, I think fortunately, each of the employers weren't aware that I was getting around four hours sleep a night. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Sim's journey and talk about why property investment appealed to him. All sorts of other things you can do to add value, that appeals to me. His worst investment moment, but it caught fire in the middle of the night and suffered some very serious damage. What inspired him to start his property investment advisory business? I've actually got quite a, a, a good skill set in that space and that's 
turned out to be my true calling is to to share my property investment knowledge um, with clients. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharp and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your copy today. Sim's passion in property investment grew further when he learned of adding value to property and enjoyed owning a tangible asset. I've always preferred property. Um, you know, it, it seems to, you don't have to look too hard to discover where the predictable growth is and being able to add value to your asset through renovations and other means um, like subdivision or all sorts of other things you can do to add value, that appeals to me. I guess um, probably one of the biggest things is the huge leverage you can get out of other people's money, such as using the bank's money and the rental income from your tenants. Um, so you don't actually have to put much money into it yourself. Or if once you're at a point where you've got equity in a property, you don't have to put any money in, you can use the equity. So, um, and, and lastly, I think, and most people were probably similar in this, this area, is um, it's a tangible asset that I can drive past and keep track of easily and you know unlike shares um, it can't and won't disappear overnight Um, I mean it could I suppose it could get blown away in a cyclone but you've got insurance to cover that haven't you while Sims enjoyed investing in property his love for it did not mean that always was successful stumbling heavily with renovation for his first property so uh, on that first property, I spent uh, an enormous amount of time and money renovating it because it was, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying it. It was it was a bit of a dog of a property. It was old. Um, I don't think it had ever been painted since it was built. But, um, but it caught fire in the middle of the night and suffered some very serious damage. Um, almost uh, wiped out half of the house. Wow. And... The insurance company's line of questioning was was savage, brutal to say the least, and their tone indicated that they felt that I'd started the fire, and that was quite upsetting at the time. Um, like being treated as a suspected arsonist, as well as coming to terms, you know, with the damage of the fire. Um, bearing in mind, I was quite young at the time. I think I would have been 23 or thereabouts. And a few weeks later, the, the assessor, the insurance assessor confirmed that, oh, no, you were never a suspect. Um, within minutes of, you know, turning up on site, I knew exactly how the fire had started and I was just doing my job and he didn't offer an apology for the aggressive line of questioning, which I thought was um, bad form. But um, And then uh, just when you think it can't get much worse, I discovered that um, the insurance company wasn't going to replace the fire damaged parts of the building with new materials. Um, they were going to engage a builder that offered the cheapest fix. Oh, no. And 
this was totally unacceptable to me and I fought tooth and nail with them for around about six or seven weeks until they finally agreed on a cash settlement, which um, quite reluctantly, but it allowed me to throw some of my own money into the ring and modernise the property with a, with a full renovation. From his struggles with his first property, Sims learned to always be careful and articulate when buying property insurance, only purchasing after understanding. Well, it was it was purely ignorance uh, on my part. Being a young fellow, I've gone in and I've taken out insurance at the local stock agent. Um, I couldn't tell you who the company was. That's uh, too long ago. But um, back then, uh, um, you could take two different types of policies. Nobody explained that to me. And one of them was slightly cheaper. That's the one I had. The more expensive one had a new for old replacement. So if... Um, you know, your 30-year-old home um, burns down, they replace it with a new one. So that was the that was the catch. It was a, a bit of a nasty one for the sake of probably saved me 20 or $30 on insurance policy at the time. From this investment project, Sims also gained many new skills in renovation. There were some, you know, having said all of that, there were some massive positives that came out of the experience. I mean, the first one we've just talked about, you know, understand understanding the importance of having the right insurance. Um, I learned some amazing renovation skills. Um, a carpenter friend of mine lent me his entire equipment um, for nine months and he helped out uh, a few days. I think it worked out about 28 days in the nine-month period just to get me started on different projects. And so I pretty much did 95% of the renovation myself. So I learned some really good skills there to add value to the property and also learned not to overcapitalise on renovations. I did overcapitalise somewhat on that project. You don't, yeah, that's just not a smart thing to do. You don't treat these uh, properties like family homes when you're renovating. You need to think about the numbers. After working for a few more years at his mortgage broking business, Sims finally had the idea to start helping clients with investing in property itself, seeking to share his experiences and knowledge while guiding and help educate property investors. Probably the biggest one which I touched on earlier was um, back in, would have been 2006 or thereabouts, three years into my mortgage broking business when I had a succession of several clients all ask me very similar questions within a, a matter of a few days. Um, they all wanted to know the same things. They were asking, I was there organising their finance to buy property and they were asking me what should they actually buy as an investment and where should they buy. And I don't know why I hadn't thought of it prior, but, um, you know, it turned out that I've actually got quite a, a, a good skill set in that space. And that's turned out to be my true calling is to to share my property investment knowledge um, with clients. And so, so sometime after that, um, I can't think how long it was, but it took me a little while to uh, set things in motion to stop writing loans and put 100% of my energy in to help educate and guide property investors. So um, that's probably the probably the biggest one. There's been plenty of um, <laughs> plenty of twists and turns in my diverse background, but that one was uh, not one that I initiated. It just sort of came, came about accidentally. 
However, for his new business, Sims would learn from his mistakes previously from property renovation. He advises his clients to invest only in what he considers new and low-maintenance properties. I've always liked, um, I guess because I'm time poor myself, I've liked the idea of um, buying something with really low maintenance and focus on your own knitting, so to speak, like, um, you know, do what you're good at. You don't want to be running around fixing up an older dilapidated property, which is how I started with an old property. So I guess that was that was the starting point, um, having a, a passion for the new property in that respect. But also there are very significantly higher tax depreciation benefits on new properties. So the numbers just stack up so much better, meaning that um, as an investor, you don't have to put as much um, your own buyer's contribution in each month to hold the property. And I, I guess um, the other thing to add to that is um, a lot of the stock that we work with is off-market or pre-release. So, you know, not having to go to auction and get run up by all the other bidders in town, um, you're actually – it's a fixed price. You get to, you get to purchase it um, before it's built and sometimes partially built or newly completed also we have – you know, that broad range of, of stock. For Sims, property investment will always be his favourite career option because it allows him to work less and spend more of his time doing what he loves. It's being able to um, take the foot off the gas a bit and not work such long hours is probably a really big part of it so you can spend more of your time doing the things that you really enjoy in life and, you know, that's that's different for everybody. I mean, I love the outdoors. I love um, climbing mountains of all things. Um, You could probably pick something a bit easier, but that's just my nature. So inspired by Daryl Sims' story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast, where we'll talk about what first held him back from investing in property. A massive uh, feeling of um, insufficient knowledge not know- and not knowing who to go to for advice. What led him to success despite an unfortunate first investment? The personal habit that probably contributed a lot to my success would have to be tenacity. And why he prioritizes his clients' portfolios over his own. I think those sort of results are far more important because it's one, it's one thing to be able to achieve success in your own property portfolio but it's quite another to actually be able to show others how to do it. And Thank you to Daryl Sims. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.